this is uh, its mental podcast. Today we have uh, our special guest Caroline, and uh, she is uh, one of the OGs in Berlin English comedy scene. Uh, so we are really happy to have her. Hey, Caroline, do you want to introduce yourself a bit? Hello, <laughs> I'm here. That's right. Yes, um, I've been uh, around Berlin for quite a while since 2011. I would say. Yeah. Wow, ten years. Ten years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's crazy how fast the time goes here. Yeah. Besides comedy, what do you do? Um, I also do uh, improv comedy and uh, I teach as well. I teach improv and stand-up comedy as well. Oh, mainly. cool. And I used to be a computer programmer, but uh, luckily I was able to go like full artist a couple of years ago, so it's been mm -hmm. pretty cool. Cool. Where are you from? I'm from England. I'm from a little village called Bushy Heath, which mm -hmm. is just outside of London, just outside mm -hmm. of northwest London in, uh, in England. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so yeah, it's pretty close by, really, relatively. Mm -hmm. okay. So ten years ago, what brought you to Berlin? Um, I think I just need—I really needed a change in my life. Mm -hmm. Like it's very overwhelming living in mm -hmm. a, a like a complex city like mm -hmm. London, um, and um, I just like was working too much, drinking too much, smoking too much weed, <laughs> and a very good friend of mine had moved here a couple of years before and he said oh I think like Berlin is just the change that you need probably mm -hmm. I think I was getting really depressed um and he was absolutely right mm -hmm. like absolutely right like as soon as I got here I was just like this is the place for me <laughs> like it's just like life slowed down mm. you know and it's yeah. exactly what I needed I just needed the, mm. like lack of pressure not so many people around not mm -hmm. so expensive it was really mm -hmm. good um and I had like money in the bank as well so I was able to just um, just decompress. I don't mm -hmm. think I worked for like the first um, like four or five months. Oh, four or five months. I was thinking yeah. four or five years. Yeah, that's, right. that's I a wish. Rich. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sign me up for that. Yeah. So, uh, so wh what did you do at the beginning? Um, yeah, I just sort of coasted around. I took a German class, of course, mm -hmm. like a good uh, deluded <laughs> <laughs> expat. Um, and um, I was playing, I decided, because I was doing comedy in, in London, but I, I sort of quit. I'd like mm -hmm. basically had a bit of a breakdown. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I just quit doing comedy in London. And I was like, I'm never going to do stand up again. So when I came here, I decided to sort of reinvent myself as a singer songwriter because mm -hmm. I'd always been in bands as well. So I thought that's going to be my Berlin identity, and I just like slung my um, acoustic guitar, uh -huh. wrote some new songs, and I just went around all of the like music open wow. mics and stuff. And I was also trying to get into the startup scene because I am a computer programmer by trade, and mm. um, I was just looking for what my next move was. I went to like a lot of like meetups, meetup.com. <laughs> uh -huh. I didn't know anybody. I mean, I was completely different. I was the same person, but I was completely mm. in a completely different space. So, like mm -hmm. I just didn't know anybody other than this one friend I had here who soon got sick of me. <laughs> I'm kidding, I love you James. Uh, and uh, and yeah, just, just trying to connect with people, just trying mm -hmm. to find my tribe, really. Mm -hmm. So, uh, startup didn't uh, recruit you. Uh, how, how did you start your stand-up again? Yeah, well it was through music. Uh -huh. It was through music because I kind of like, uh, you know, I, I've always been witty, should we say. So like a lot of the songs that I wrote were kind of like funny. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote a couple that were sort of really funny. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, some people from the open mic said, oh, you should come to this. You should come to um, mm -hmm. uh, not Sunday Slips, but um, I can't believe. Oh, you'll have to edit this because this is so shameful that I've forgotten what Sunday Slips was called before it was Sunday Slips. It was the <laughs> show that everybody went to. Uh -huh. um, and it was hosted by Tim Whelan. Ah. Oh. Um, and God, that's, that's actually, that's dreadful that I can't remember the name of that show. Anyway, it'll come back to me. That's stupid. Um, and uh, it was like a, it was for singer-songwriters, just like Sunday Slips, it was for uh -huh. singer-songwriters and for comedians and for whatever you want to do, really. Uh -huh. um, and I just like really liked the people there. Uh -huh. I met like Neil and Molly and just like all of these OG people. Uh -huh. um, and um, I very quickly got onto uh -huh. the stand-up scene, which was almost nothing at the time. Like yeah. in 2011-12, there was... You could barely do any stand-up around, really. Um, there was like a couple of monthly shows. There was mm -hmm. the Sunday show. And if you wanted to do any more, you had to do a German show. Wow. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it was like really fledgling. But, uh, but yeah, I just really liked the people. Mm -hmm. And uh, it wasn't long after just doing music, being mm -hmm. a musical um, mm -hmm. act, that I started doing stand-up oh. again. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> it's my first time to know that you are also a musician. Huh. You are so multi-talented. Oh, yeah. Jack of all trades. <laughs> are you still doing music? 
Not really, actually. Mm -hmm. Not really, no. Um, it's weird, because uh, it was such a big part of my life for mm -hmm. so long. Um, for really a long time, like mm -hmm. from a teenager right mm -hmm. right up in, up until my 30s. Mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, I don't even sit down and strum on my guitar anymore. It's weird. Mm. Wow. Uh, now with the Bon Bon uh, getting uh, under the spotlight, mm. I think uh, music comedy is uh, getting hip again. Maybe it's time to jump in. Yeah, could be, could be. I mean, I think the trouble with, with musical comedy is it's really difficult to write mm. a good song. It really is. Like, whereas stand-up material, you know, it comes and goes, mm -hmm. I think. So um, so what happened to me, and I think what happens to a lot of musical acts, is like, people get sick of your five good songs, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and unless you're willing to be very, very prolific, it's, mm -hmm. you're going to get sick of it pretty quickly. Because mm -hmm. um, it's like, imagine doing the same stand-up bit. Yeah. Like, you just had five bits, and <laughs> you were just doing them for like years i mean you'd be like absolutely sick of it and then yeah. they're within those bits you repeat the bits within them because there's a chorus like it's very <laughs> repetitive musical comedy oh yeah yeah it, it sounds sounds like torture it can be mm -hmm. <laughs> it can be a modern form of torture musical comedy yeah mm -hmm. um but like someone as talented as bo burnham that's mm -hmm. like a whole other level of course yeah this is uh, insane mm. insane so um when when did you start to do comedy uh, 2006. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 2006. Wow. So you did in UK for five years? Um, no, I didn't because because I sort of like, uh, I don't know, because I just like, because I quit. I did about three years, I would say, mm -hmm. in, in the UK. Um, but yeah, I just like, I've always uh, suffered from low self-esteem and I really just got into a, like a downward spiral with like mm -hmm. self-esteem and having ridiculously high expectations of mm -hmm. myself, even though I was a big, complete beginner mm -hmm. and I made it so difficult for myself in mm -hmm. retrospect. Um, but like, because London is so intense, yeah. um, I think I, I learned an incredible amount in London, which mm -hmm. was very useful for me when I kind of restarted after maybe like a four year break in, yeah. uh, when I restarted in Berlin. Well, you, uh, you said you had a burnout uh, in yeah, 2011. Uh, it was your first uh, encounter with a mental illness or it happened before already? Um, I'd often been in therapy, mm -hmm. um, you know, just for like general depression and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But nothing out of the ordinary, really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you mean define ordinary? I don't know, just like, just angst mm -hmm. and whatever, just having a sort of, you know, parents that didn't understand you, mm -hmm. just like... Mm -hmm. Um, the, the, yeah, nothing out of the ordinary. Like for, I was never medicated or anything mm -hmm. like that. I did try, I did try a couple of times, but it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it wasn't actually until about, f I don't know if you want to go straight to the mental health bit, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like brimming. Um, uh, but it wasn't until about, uh, so that that was all like, the but even the burnout wasn't super serious. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yes, about five years ago, mm -hmm. so where are we? Um, so like around, yes, 2015 or so, mm -hmm. I started having really strong panic attacks. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was pretty debilitating. Like mm -hmm. that was, um, and uh, anxiety, uh, if I wasn't having a panic attack, I was just mm -hmm. having an anxiety attack. And that was pretty serious. Mm -hmm. um, it, was you, uh, did you start to have panic attack only from that time or you had it before also? Um, I don't think I'd ever had, uh, I think I'd like maybe had one now and again, but it was usually drug induced. <laughs> it was usually cause I was like a pretty, pretty heavy party person uh -huh. in, uh, in the UK. Uh -huh. So it was usually by over, overdoing it, uh -huh. um, like not sleeping, all that stuff. So, uh -huh. but this was for no reason that okay. I could see. And with a panic attack, uh, how did you experience what it is? Like, uh, could you please uh, describe for me? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it still like happens from uh, mm -hmm. from time to time. But I remember very distinctly when it first started happening. It was like my stomach. You could physically mm -hmm. see it moving, like churning, like a wave. Wow. And that was really weird. And um, I had just had this kind of strong feeling in my head, um, like I was like gonna go insane somehow, that somehow the world was gonna stop. Like I can't really, mm -hmm. it's very difficult to define, but mm -hmm. I just could not get out of that feeling at all because I realized if the world was to stop, I could make it stop for me, you know, wow. like in that sense. And I just couldn't get out of that like cycle of feeling like that, mm -hmm. no matter what I did. 
um, and I tried all, all sorts of things, but it wasn't until I started having a very intense physical therapy mm -hmm. called Grinberg Method, which mm -hmm. I heard like probably isn't cool anymore and now it's become mm -hmm. something else. You know, these guys mm -hmm. always end up like me tooing somebody. Um, so like apparently the, the leader of this uh, type of therapy is like not a good guy, but now the people who learn that do something else. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, I started having this very physical therapy um, which is also kind of like a psychotherapy, but mm -hmm. for it was, I don't know, for some reason it works. And I'm not really into woo-woo stuff. I'm mm. not like into crystals or shit like that. <laughs> like this isn't like a weird, like, you know, just, just. So, uh, so just, you are not a basic white woman. I am, but not in that way. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm, I don't, be, you know, yeah, I don't believe in weird stuff like that. But, but this was like, this is basically like a extremely hard massage. Okay. Um, so and and between that and um, how how it uh, goes, like you lie there and the people massage you. Yeah, exactly. She can tell exactly where you're holding your shit, basically, mm -hmm. um, because like every time, every bad thought you have, you store it physically in your body. Mm -hmm. Is the thought of this um, thing? So it's like it's like a catch twenty two. So mm -hmm. if you massage out where it's all caught, mm -hmm. then it's going to release the bad thoughts as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, it really worked. But at the same time, I was also having psychotherapy. Mm -hmm. um, and like, I don't think he was actually a specifically good psychotherapist, mm -hmm. but just to have some anyone sit with you yeah. who is like a licensed professional and say, mm -hmm. the things you think are going to happen are absolutely not going to happen. <laughs> There's just no way they're going to happen. And if they do, you'll be the first. And I'm like, I'll be the first. Oh, my God. <laughs> so not how many am I going to like die or go mad, but like they'll name it after me. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, so when you start uh, uh, have the uh, uh, panic attack around uh, twenty sixteen, yeah. um, do, do, did you think there was any trigger? Uh, anything might have have led to it, or it's just really out of nowhere? Yeah, I mean, I I just um, whatever I think potentially I just wasn't. I think I was just pushing a lot of things down my entire life. Mm -hmm. um, also completely self-medicating. So mm -hmm. what this psychotherapist made me do was quit drinking mm -hmm. for at least one year. Mm -hmm. And um, and that really helped. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it's so annoying that that helped. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like, you don't want to hear that. Um, but yeah, because like every time I would feel this anxiety come mm -hmm. on, I tell you what would really help would be like a glass of wine. Mm -hmm. I pretty much would go away immediately. Like mm -hmm. talk about... Uh, an immediate cure but then you're just delaying it because then mm. when I'm hungover I'm mm. gonna have double anxiety okay. I'm gonna have you know so um, so it's just like a constant cycle mm -hmm. that I wasn't dealing with and all the stuff you read about mm -hmm. um, of, of just like not dealing with your stuff uh -huh. when it comes up so um, so yeah it was absolutely that and, and just a lifetime of you know substance uh -huh. just just dealing with your problems with substances and all stuff like that and, and with the uh, uh, anxiety attack mm. that time do you remember where was it and uh, uh, in what situation is because you talk about you can see your belly moving yeah i wonder like are you in the middle of the road and looking at your belly yeah i mean i, I it, it could happen absolutely anywhere mm -hmm. i would say but i would always feel a lot better when i got home mm -hmm. so often like um you know say if i'd be at the comedy cafe mm -hmm. and i would like start to feel like that uh, and if it got really bad um I, I would I would just I would go get home and I'd always mm -hmm. feel better when I was at home or I would go into if I couldn't get home I would go into a toilet stall mm -hmm. and I would just like look at my phone like mm -hmm. just look at it and mm -hmm. look at it and just try and breathe mm -hmm. um, and uh, because the the woman who did the Grimberg with me she gave me a lot of like just techniques and mm -hmm. she taught she actually she didn't mean to but she taught me something stupid mm -hmm. um, which is that pain focuses you mm -hmm. so actually I got a little bit into self-harm <laughs> I know and uh, like I wasn't trying to cut myself and like look at my pain or anything like that um, but um, but I would like often carry like sharp ish objects around with me I wasn't trying to draw blood I wasn't like being like a goth um, but uh, but I found that if I would prick it into my ankle like somewhere soft like my ankle or my leg it would like kind of of course it just focuses you away from what's in your head okay. if you feel like the point in your ankles uh, audience please don't uh, <laughs> no you absolutely don't this. of course not please no. don't this no. is not good uh, yeah. did you quit that yet oh yeah totally totally uh -huh. but having said that 
um, yeah. you know, like I, I sometimes just brush myself with my keys if I'm feeling like medium anxiety. Oh, like, that's good. That's yeah. A, you brush yourself with key yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, take a like a uh, toothbrush with you, brush your skin. Yeah, or anything, an ice cube, like just yeah. you just just something that focuses you on your body and okay. not your brain. But yeah, yeah like don't because uh. like one time when I wasn't dealing with it and I hadn't started the therapy, I actually did end up in a hospital. Um, and, uh, and yeah, my, my, my ankles were all scratched, oh. you know, they were all like scratched and bloody and, yeah. uh, which was, in a way was a good thing because I don't yeah. think he would have given me any, um, diazepam. And I was yeah. like, can you please give me some diazepam? Cause I like, it really, obviously that sort yeah. of helps, but in this country they, uh, they don't give it to you. But in England they gave me a, like a low dose of it, which, um, I didn't get addicted to, but it's re it's really a nice drug. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, dear audience, please yeah, don't please harm also, yourself. Please don't do that, and don't mm. like obviously, if you can if you can keep away from diazepam. But the best thing, of course, like anything, is yeah. is therapy. And with uh, the anxiety, uh, did it get better? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a lot better than I used mm -hmm. to be. Um, but uh, yeah, there's still a part of me that thinks it could just because it seemed to come out of nowhere mm -hmm. that it could come back out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, but uh, but like I've just basically I can't smoke weed anymore. Oh. I can't do any like class A drugs anymore because mm -hmm. they're all triggers. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, I'm 41. Like, mm -hmm. I don't exactly want to wow, be like smashing look. it down Burkhine <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think happened the most uh, in the year past years? Well, I've definitely learned to slow down my life. Mm -hmm. um, a lot and I just keep away from stressful situations and that is a complete privilege I recognize mm -hmm. because some people they have to work in jobs that they hate and mm -hmm. I was working in a job that I hated mm -hmm. and I hated myself in that job so mm -hmm. that was like adding to it but I'm in a really privileged position where um, uh, I don't have to like work so much um, at the moment because my like outgoing expenses are super super cheap mm -hmm. um, so but yeah for me I just need to keep my life uh, on, at a slow pace mm -hmm. and that, that works for me and I found something I really enjoy which is bouldering that completely keeps me my mind clear while I'm doing it and, uh, and stuff like that so uh, so yeah but yeah it's I, I it's it's such a bummer to hear but it's just like cutting down on the drugs and drink <laughs> fucking exercise I mean who am I who have I become <laughs> doing some physical exercise is always good mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. But of course, you know, like like any, you you got to find something that you that you really enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be like I'm going to run a marathon. Like mm -hmm. just, I think it can be anything because when you're like just so relaxed like that, you're not thinking about all of these mm -hmm. stupid thoughts. Like, mm -hmm. Ooh, what if I s stopped existing? <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah, yeah, I think so. Just find something, find a hobby that you really love. You know, mm. you you talk about uh, you um, uh, always uh, have a low self esteem. Um, do you still have this or how did you deal with it and uh, why do you think you have it because uh, from my uh, mm. my point of view like uh, you are so multi-talented and mm. you uh, you are just great and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I think all this stuff comes from childhood doesn't mm -hmm. it um, I remember you, you talking about your mother and everything and mm. it's just like it's just a similar thing mm -hmm. like just sort of having I mean, I, I get on really well with my mom now, but but as a, when I was a kid, I don't know, she she wasn't she wasn't super nice to me, I think, mm -hmm. um, and um, yeah, it just comes from that, and it's really hard to shake, mm -hmm. and like uh, no matter how many things you read or how much therapy you do, saying mm -hmm. like you're not that kid and mm -hmm. blah blah blah, uh, I don't know, I haven't really been able to completely shake it off, mm -hmm. so um, I don't know, it's just uh, yeah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, it's hard. Like um, uh, my mom does, she always complains. She's like, "Why do you still remember things happening so long ago?" <laughs> I'm like, "That is the most important phase of a person. Like you fuck it up and you yeah, you, you complain. I remember things. Yeah. Yeah, like you could have been teaching me a second language, man. Instead, you like <laughs> instilling me with like dark fears that would haunt me for the rest of my life. Uh, yeah." 
Yeah, and, and also I remember, I don't know how much you want to talk about yourself, but just I remember you saying that you'd self-diagnosed with ADHD, mm-hmm. like when I last saw you, and I like, I'm I'm like 100% sure that I'm, mm. I'm on that spectrum as well, uh-huh. like there's no doubt about that, but like I, it's something I've learned to, to deal with, I think, in my day to day. Like for example, if someone tells me an appointment or something I need to know, I have to write it down right yeah. away. There's no way I'm going to remember it later. <laughs> Um, how, how, how are you sure? Uh, were you diagnosed? Did you see a doctor? No, no, and I think I will actually because mm-hmm. um, a friend of a friend just got diagnosed mm-hmm. and I'm gonna see their doctor mm-hmm. um, But I just like every single questionnaire or anything I read mm-hmm. is just like oh my god you have it <laughs> <laughs> Like there's no doubt mm-hmm. um, So um, so yeah, but also I, I remember a little while back I um, someone gave me a Ritalin like just recreationally again don't try it at home it's not it's not if you're not prescribed it mm-hmm. and uh, oh it made me feel horrible like mm-hmm. so anxious yeah. so but that's a sign that maybe yeah. you don't have it yeah. um, uh, I disagree yeah I, I think that with the ADD there are lots of uh, different uh, drugs mm. uh, also like uh, antidepressant like uh, some drugs just don't mm. work uh, for particular person doesn't mean yeah. for example like I tried a few drugs uh, for my uh, depression mm. they didn't work at the beginning doesn't mean I didn't have depression right? yeah yeah true you gotta you gotta find the brand yeah. I, I, I self-medicated uh, a few times with uh, ADD drugs like mm. once was um, uh, maybe 2015 um, it was actually oh yeah yeah Adderall Adderall yeah I use it and I feel like now thinking back i was like oh that's how why i feel so good because mm. remember after i realized i have add then i look back in in my life i realized i always had an issue to follow in a class mm. and since i was a child i always like telling to myself i was like oh life would be so much better if i don't have to follow a class I can just sitting alone and do my own stuff I can study so much better Mm. and uh, every time I go to a German course like middleway through I would drop out because I realized I cannot Mm. focus on the all and uh, then I will start uh, sitting at home and study myself I'm like okay I will just use the time uh, with the original German course slot I will study on my own because the result is better than I sit there mm. and uh, when I took uh, Adrian, uh like uh, a few years ago I realized that is the second time in my life I first time feel in a flow and I can mm. really study and the first time happened was when I was in junior high when I'm around 12 years old I had a really good uh, math teacher mm. uh, and uh, he teaches mathematics in such a good way and I could really feel the joy of it and immerse myself in it and that was uh, like two years duration mm. and after that I never be able to really focus like learn something mm. uh, but I tried uh, rattling maybe like two three years ago I really hated it. Oh, okay. So it wasn't just me then. But have you? Did you? Do you have a prescription for Adderall here? No, I don't. All right, you should. I you should I, get on I, it. <laughs> I'm not uh, um, diagnosed yet. Yeah. Uh, and I feel with ADD, uh, I feel there's some stigma around it. Mm. Um, be, like with depression, if you tell someone you are depressed, people normally worry like uh, uh, accepting mm. and. Uh, but with ADD, like uh, especially people who have ADD, they will tell you, huh, you, you, why are you culturally appropriate my disease? <laughs> and uh, like uh, you think you have, but uh, everyone think they have ADD. <laughs> and I feel like very, um, very rejected from the ADD community, <laughs> let's say. But I mean, in terms of stigma, stigma, the only person you have to tell is a psychiatrist. Yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah. you don't have to tell yeah, anybody so else. That's, that's yeah, so that's why I, I want to get a diagnosis. Yeah. So those people who have ADD, they cannot uh, reject me. Yeah, you're me like anymore. shaking your bottle at them. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm not sure if I, I will need to use the drugs mm. uh, because I, I read uh, quite a few books about ADD lately. Mm. Uh, they are. I don't remember the the complete list. Mm. Uh, what I remember is that they are like maybe five tools really help with uh, ADD. One is the diagnosis itself, because uh, like uh, lots of things 
uh, happening you and really chaotic and uh, you you just feel yourself is uh, is your fault and you are not uh, you are lazy and lots of self-blame once you are diagnosed uh, it can be explained and it removes lots of uh, burden and uh, self-blame mm. so that's uh, uh, the most important tool to to treat uh, uh, ADD and then there's drugs and then there's um, uh, education like you need to get to know the drug and to learn tools and uh, you how to schedule your day mm. and uh, there are two other stuff I think maybe it's exercise or something else I forgot mm. and for me I after I read the books I applied quite a few methods like how I schedule my day mm. uh, also about uh, uh, like taking notes uh, I, I learned a method called the bullet journal method uh, it's uh, like um, uh, a, a way of uh, taking notes and schedule your day and combine with mindfulness um, it's it's uh, everyone can use it but uh, uh, when I read uh, read the book about this message they say actually it helps a lot for people with ADHD mm. so I implemented it uh, it's been one month now I feel like it completely changed my life wow like i i feel it's the first time in my life uh i can control my actions uh and uh, i am able to manage my expectations for myself mm. uh, and um i i have uh, like a close observation and uh, influence on my own mood mm. um and i feel finally i'm live up to my expectation like live up to my potential hmm. yeah i guarantee mm. i would need some kind of stabilizing drug before mm. i started looking at worksheets because mm. like i can't <laughs> there's no i couldn't I, I can't do worksheets i just like uh. I, I, my, my whole brain shuts down it, so maybe i think i need that that might be my first step because because mm -hmm. uh, yeah i can't okay i will send, send you name of yeah, the book do. it's yeah. super easy to implement it and it's mm. super super useful at least for me uh <laughs> if you cannot organize this stuff how did you uh, made the Berlin uh, new stand-up uh, award happen? Yeah, so actually my like my biggest driving force is uh, if I don't do it right then everyone will be mad at me. Mm. So it's like uh, the only way I've achieved big things like that in my life is I just have booked it mm. so that everybody is doing it mm -hmm. and then I have to do it right otherwise uh -huh. everyone will be mad at me oh, wow. and you know what comedians are like yeah. I mean there'd be so much so much bitching if mm. uh, if, if it was a huge disaster uh -huh. so um so yeah I can I can really focus well uh, if if the result of failure would be that mm. hundreds of people would mm -hmm. be upset oh that's also <laughs> like a, a, my a uh, default way of motivating yeah, myself. Yeah, absolutely. It's the same with the school, all the mm -hmm. classes I've done. I've uh, booked people into the classes before there's been one letter of syllabus. Uh, and then I um, and then I work really hard. I'm really focused, making sure it's like <laughs> a really complete syllabus. Oh, I I, I, I totally can resonate with you. <laughs> I, I booked my solo show. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't have it yet. No, you don't have it. And uh, I have the the venue booked, and yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going to put on the ads and uh, all yeah, the sell commercials, tickets, sell yeah, the sell tickets. tickets. Yeah. And I know I'm going to be panicked <laughs> <laughs> like uh, two weeks uh, in advance, but. Uh, uh, without this kind of panic, I, mm. I think it will just never happen. Mm. Yeah, that's and, true. And with the Berlin Mental Health Festival, it's the same. Like, uh, before I really had, have a plan, I start to contact venues and the other comedians. And I know if, <laughs> if I don't work on it later, they will be mad at me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah wow. I mean, that's, uh, that's the only way to do anything. Another mm. great thing is to have at least, like, three projects at a time so that you're always failing at one you know so then that part of you that's like i'm a failure i'll never get anything done mm. is being for, is being satisfied by one of your projects just being a stinking you, you pile of need crap that needs a little bit yeah yeah because then i can be like oh typical i'm not doing this one thing but these other two things are going really well you know <laughs> <laughs> that's a typical add yeah um, uh simple like you have way too much uh, projects at hand yeah sure but i mean i did like i i really did 
I wanted to write this book. Mm -hmm. I wanted to write a book mm -hmm. uh, and I might have started it two years ago and I really thought I was going to do it and um, and I just cannot, I cannot mm -hmm. for the life of me finish mm -hmm. uh, or even, I'm probably not even half done with this book because mm -hmm. I showed it to somebody and he was like, oh, you you know, you've got, it's some really good stuff in here but you are not even nearly finished and mm -hmm. just those words rang around in my head and... Oh, uh, fuck. And... Uh, Maybe Who's that's... that person? No, I'm Let not... me track him down and castrate <laughs> no, him. I can't. I can't. Tell me the name. Is. Yeah. Um, but of course, he, he was just being honest, like, mm -hmm. like an honest German. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, so yeah, like, I sort of think, well, I really wish I didn't have ADHD so mm -hmm. that I could finish a book or something, because that would be a great achievement in my life. You, you know what I realized when we were talking about a panic attack, depression, uh, and ADD? I find it like your button like uh, is really ADD. <laughs> like yeah. uh, when we talk about depression and anxiety, it's very brief. Yeah. And then, okay, that's it. And then with ADD, like I feel I open a whole door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, it's only something, honestly, it's only since like getting into TikTok a little bit, um, which I'm sure you aren't into. <laughs> uh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, uh, I don't know. I ended up on ADHD TikTok and it's just oh. like, 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 constantly having the symptoms repeated back to me uh -huh. um, but at the same time there is of course this part of me and mm. no offense um, that's a bit like oh this didn't really exist like uh -huh. 20 years ago it's yeah. kind of like just a bullshit thing for people who yeah. you know are like won't focus or, <laughs> are annoying or something yeah. so um so like maybe it's not really a real thing but then you might as well say that then that there's no such thing as depression or there's yeah. no such thing as this and that oh. uh, which of course there is um, of course so uh, TikTok is not bad, like. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I think it's crack cocaine. Like, I don't <laughs> think it's a healthy place to be. Mm -hmm. But having said that, it's actually and it's ended up being a very good outlet for mm -hmm. some specific type of videos that I've been mm -hmm. doing. Mm -hmm. um, and because I'm not really doing stand up at the moment, it's actually a really good bit place mm -hmm. to to kind of fulfill like stand up and sketch ideas mm -hmm. because it's like you don't need to. They take, they're really short to do. You mm -hmm. can edit them on your phone mm -hmm. and no one's expecting them to be good quality. No. Um, it's kind of like amateur porn. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like people enjoy it mm -hmm. just for what it is. Mm -hmm. so, um, so actually, in terms of pro providing contact, content, it's a, a really good format. But in terms mm. of consuming content, it's oh. a terrible place to be. Mm. Yeah, um, it's just make your brain die. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And just the noise of it as well, mm. because it's like all these catchy tunes. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, like Bo Burnham actually is crazy on there. Mm -hmm. and, like his mu people use his music all the time. Mm -hmm. So you end up with it like a carousel running through your head. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it's actually really drives you <laughs> I crazy. I think if you don't have ADD, you are happy afterwards. Yeah, you're totally right. It's actually built for the ADD generation. I mean, all mm -hmm. the videos are, are mm -hmm. like one minute or less mm -hmm. and you just swipe up. It's like Tinder, but for comedy. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oof. It's not. It's not a healthy. It's not a healthy place to be. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask uh, about your uh, daily schedule. How uh, do you? <laughs> how how do you get out of bed? How did you make your life in place? Like, uh, how did you uh, make yourself to do the things you need to do? Well, that's the funny thing is I have absolutely no schedule at all mm -hmm. whatsoever, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I. Uh, I do. I, I'm. I'm not bad at getting out of bed though, because I mm. love coffee. Like mm -hmm. that's. I. That is my main reason. I can't wait. I'm giddy to get out of bed so oh, I can have a coffee. Cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, I have. I genuinely never have a plan in the day, and I have mm -hmm. to look at my Google Calendar to mm -hmm. even know mm -hmm. what I planned from the week before, like mm -hmm. what past Caroline had mm -hmm. decided I was going to be doing. <laughs> um, I usually I have. You know, almost every other day I go climbing. Mm -hmm. or or do some some kind of or lift weights or something um and then my work schedule is the opposite to most people so mm -hmm. because i i work normally evenings and weekends mm -hmm. uh, and by work i also mean shows which i might not actually get paid for but it's yeah. kind of like a job um <laughs> but yeah i honestly i have no schedule i never know what i'm doing i don't mm -hmm. plan anything mm -hmm. um and um i just like i i have like a this list app Mm -hmm. like Microsoft to do, mm -hmm. which used to be um, Wunderlist. Um, and I just have like a, a list called do this immediately mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm in the right frame of mind, I'll sit down with my laptop and I'll, I'll, I'll try and check a few mm -hmm. things off that list. Uh, from uh, ADD book, I, I learned that uh, having a schedule 
Mm. Having a routine is very important for people with the ADD. Yeah. And uh, I learned this technique called uh, pattern planning. Mm. Uh, basically, it means like uh, you, if you have some regular things to do, uh, you just plan it always at the same time. Either the same time of the day or same day of the week. Mm. And uh, since I start to adopt this um, technique, uh, it's been a month. Every day I am able to uh, write my solo show for one and a half an hour mm. and learn German for one hour and uh, do one hour of sports. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's I, great. I get very resentful mm. if, I, if I feel obligated to mm -hmm. do anything. So like I, the, that really scares me, mm. the idea of like, okay, my alarm going off. Like, oh, it's mm. one o'clock, you have to do German for one hour. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, no, I'm not. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, I learned another technique mm. uh, because I also feel very resentful in the past. And, and the, uh, the book I was reading, it told me uh, if you make a habit tracker, mm. then uh, in, of course you also need to do it, but then there's a reward at the end, which yeah. is like you can cross a dot, say I did this, mm. and then it can relieve some dopamine. And mm. uh, after a few days, it become like a, um, a habit and you just really looking forward to cross that thing. Mm. And then it become easy to do it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I guess I have that with my checklist. But mm -hmm. it's funny that you asked me that question because I never really think about it. But gosh, I, I, um, I have no schedule whatsoever. whatsoever. Mm. I mean, like, yeah, today I just I had climbing at 11. Mm. So that was pretty much. The, and then I went to lunch with my friends. I think that's quite good already. Like yeah. you have if you have a, a climbing at 11, that means you need to like brush your teeth, mm, yeah, eat breakfast yeah. and mm. uh, get dressed and go out. I think that's already quite good. Yeah, mm. that's good. Yeah, yeah I suppose. And so. but also, I'm, ne I'm never like, well, I go mm. climbing on Tuesdays mm. and Thursdays. Like yeah. it's not like that. Yeah. I, I don't really know until mm. a day before, like mm. a couple of days before mm -hmm. what what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, I think actually you already have a schedule because like uh, you, as I said, you need to get a lot of things done before you get out of the door. Yeah. Then at 11, you do some physical activity which you love. Mm. Uh, it uh, uh, fuel in lots of motivation and uh, good hormone uh, mm. and dopamine in you. Yeah. And then it can help you to get through the rest of the day. Mm. Yeah, I think it's mm. like an unscheduled schedule mm -hmm. is what it is it's like yeah, a lot it's of a habit exactly it's sort of like it feels like a, a like an orbit of lots of planets mm -hmm. you know that, mm -hmm. that i i can't really track what they are but they they mm -hmm. are still always mm -hmm. you know orbiting that that's the best like uh, yeah. having like a uh, this kind of like habit you don't need to follow a schedule it's just mm -hmm. part in you and at this yeah. hour you maybe need it's not to as bad as i think yeah <laughs> yeah it's not as bad as you think but like if you were to ask me oh what are you doing on wednesday i have no, i actually i don't know at mm -hmm. all i would have to look at my phone mm -hmm. um and i'd be like oh shit <laughs> like, oh that's this wednesday <laughs> like <laughs> me too i always have uh, yeah. uh, my bullet journal with me and uh, whatever mm. i talk with people i need to write it down otherwise it's gone it's gone yeah uh, lots of time it's gone in three seconds I tell you something that I, I am so bad at, I've realized today, is mm -hmm. like, oh, one thing is that I shop a lot online, mm -hmm. like I don't really like going to, other than grocery stores, as we know. You um, love Lidl. Yeah, exactly, I'm wearing the hat. <laughs> um, but like other things, like just things for the house or whatever, mm -hmm. I often get it online. I know it's bad for the environment, but mm -hmm. I just find it so convenient and mm -hmm. I, I love the feeling of getting the best thing, like mm -hmm. reviews, and mm -hmm. which you're not going to get in like Media Mart. Yeah. Um, but I have this like, like thing where if it's the wrong thing, which it is now and again, I will not return it. Mm -hmm. I just, I, for some reason that is just too many, like it, it freaks me out returning mm -hmm. things. You have to get a letter and then like a new box and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I end up with all this garbage mm -hmm. that, that I've paid for. <laughs> that, uh, that freaks me out too. Yeah. I, I used to like, uh, it gives me so much stress. Uh, so, like uh, it's it's insane like it, sometimes it, one thing like I, every day i'm thinking i'm going to re return this pair of shoes i'm going to repay mm. return this pair of shoes then i was like oh too much stress let me wait and then you have the shame of like oh yeah. they're gonna be like why is she returning them yeah. after three weeks yeah 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 and then when i finally did the action i realized it's already 200 days <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah and i was like oh shit. Uh, yeah. but but what i learned uh with myself is that 
uh, I have a calendar, uh, like a bullet journal. It's also like a calendar book, mm. like a schedule book. So, uh, for example, I cannot have the motivation to do it today. Mm. Then I will write it down. Okay, next Wednesday, uh, 4 p.m. Oh, next Wednesday, I will do it. Mm. And then when is next Wednesday, somehow it just feels easy to do it. Because uh, I think the most difficult part is always have a internal comfort mm. uh, like a conversation always am i going to do it oh what's the reason i'm going to do it mm. what's the reason i'm not going to do it uh, and then like it consumes so much mental capacity yeah but if i just put at a random day in the future then the decision is already made that's interesting and yeah. when that day comes it doesn't feel like like i don't have this conversation anymore instead i feel if I get it done, mm. I can cross it off a list. Then I, I am looking forward to that uh, dopamine yeah. hit when I cross mm. it off the list. See, for me, that wouldn't work quite like that because I feel like I have good energy days and bad energy mm-hmm. days. And if it's a bad energy day, I don't care what's planned on that day. I'm not mm. doing any of it. So, mm. uh, so it's actually better for me to go onto a list that has no date. And uh-huh. then when I'm having a good energy day, mm-hmm. I can do so much okay. when I have that energy. Wow. So, and I'll, I'll, I'll do, I'll send back the pan and uh-huh. I'll do all of uh-huh. these things. I'll fix that crack in the wall, you know, like, <laughs> you, you sound like my mom. Yeah. Maybe. She's always very proud. She says, Oh, well, uh, people say I'm lazy, but when I'm not lazy, I will, uh, clean the house unstoppably mm. for 18 hours. Yeah. And she really enjoys it enjoys it i think probably she also has some add yeah exactly i mean it's it's like all of these things coming and going isn't it it's funny just having this conversation i've had to put return the pan on on my um my sofort list on my oh cool return pan because i won't remember to do that later okay i'm gonna return that pan mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually so embarrassing because it was just from this camping set and um and it's very they have an inner pan and an outer mm. pan for mm. this camping set and they keep on sending me the inner and so it's now i have three inners <laughs> i have three of them stacked up all from different companies but um, uh, are they going to return yeah the I, I emailed them and they're all like yeah it's fine just return it mm-hmm. and i haven't i just mm. keep on buying another one because they're it's only eight euros <laughs> so i'm just like oh, i'm in a world of of just camping pans uh-huh. and i probably won't even go camping again this year <laughs> I've got three aluminium. Uh, how how about uh, uh, your your house? Is it uh, organized no. or is a pile of mess? It's pretty messy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty messy. And because uh, my my girlfriend is is similar, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, so we'll have a big clean now and again, mm-hmm. and it's not terribly awful. It's not like a crack den, mm-hmm. um, but um, but it's uh, it's not great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do 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 you uh, when you have a termin with people? Uh, are you always on time? Actually, I am quite punctual, and I. But that's only because I'm. I'm not really doing anything else probably uh-huh. that day. Uh-huh. So I'll actually be quite bored waiting for it to come along. Uh-huh. Um, so, um, but definitely, I've um, had trouble with punctuality when I've also like been had had a full time job and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I don't really have an excuse to be late anymore. <laughs> you know, I've got nothing else on. So, um, but yeah, I. Funnily enough, I don't know how or why, but I am punctual. Uh-huh. <laughs> Of course, I have my moments like yeah. anybody. Like yeah. I just you, you leave and then suddenly you're like, mm-hmm. where are my keys? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but on the whole, and there are some people where you're always late when you meet mm-hmm. them. You know, yeah. for some reason. <laughs> but uh, but uh, but yeah, on the whole, if it's relatively important, I'll be on time. I will always magically find out I'm late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people. There's like always that. some reason. Mm. And then I read this ADD book. They said it's a major symptom. I was like, oh. So relieved. That might be the reason I don't have it then. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm managed to be quite punctual. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, uh, but a reason for that might also be is that, like, I don't really, you know, do shit to myself. So mm-hmm. I can be, like, in bed uh-huh. and then out the house in 10 minutes. Oh, know? yeah, like, that, that's true. That's really, like, uh, so liberating. Yeah, yeah, it could be. But, the, yeah. Before I moved to Berlin, I was... Um, very uh, brainwashed by the ma- mainstream culture, mm. and I was a girl. I would put makeup on and change mm. dress and put a super uncomfortable shoes on. And uh, after I moved to Berlin, I realized it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, I stopped making my hair, stopped care about my looks, stopped mm. wearing uncomfortable shoes, and life become much easier this way. Amen. Yeah. Amen to that. <laughs> Yeah, I remember you have a joke. You said that like uh, you 
used to be really good at uh, sucking dicks uh, and uh, now you don't need these skills anymore it's just like uh, one of the skills in your uh, repertory like you are really good at it but <laughs> it's wasted because you don't use it anymore yeah, like so uh, i was really shocked at that time because i was like oh you you found out you are lesbian at some point like you yeah so uh, is it uh, something related to your mental health and uh, how did you f just find out yeah actually um i would say that like of, of all the things that affect my mental health my mm. sexuality is mm. one of the least actually mm -hmm. it's just something that um that it just i don't know just mm. it didn't really make any difference to my life in a way and i would say that i'm probably bisexual mm -hmm. um but i've definitely since I kind of like found out this lesbian side of myself. I've just mm. been with women, I guess, because I've just been like with dudes my whole life. And why would you be with a dude if you didn't have to, you know? <laughs> <laughs> if you honestly had the choice. Um, so, uh, so yeah. Um, but it, it's not something that affect, that I think about because like I'm not oppressed, mm -hmm. especially in Berlin. I mean, you, you found out in Berlin? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was in my thirties. I was in my like mid thirties. So. Wow, cool. Then I still have a chance. But like it was a surprise to nobody as well because mm -hmm. I've always like been pretty scruffy and mm -hmm. not like wearing dresses or anything. I've always been a tomboy. Um, mm -hmm. So like when I was younger, everyone was like, "You're gay, you're gay," and I was probably mm -hmm. like, "No, I'm not." Like just just to to prove them wrong. <laughs> Cool, interesting. I think I'm also bisexual, and now after talking with you, I feel oh, I'm still I'm I'm not yet middle thirties. Maybe I I still can can be lesbian at one point. Sure, and also <laughs> I think like if if Berlin has taught us anything, like you know, it just like sexuality just is, just doesn't really matter yeah. you know it's i don't i don't think it's like so important as people think like we're mm. not in the dark ages where it's like you have mm. to have nine children or the crops mm. will fail um it's just uh it's just whatever you know i i, I think you just you can meet cool people and it doesn't really mm -hmm. matter what their genitals exactly mm -hmm. are um i think people put too much into their identity like i'm straight or gay mm. or bi or whatever mm. it's just like i don't know just, you just meet someone have a, it's mm. nice to have a really strong mm -hmm. connection with somebody mm. you know and that's that cool amazing so let's uh, go back to a bit of the depression part mm -hmm. uh did you have a depression first or anxiety or? uh yeah i mean as i say i think i'd always been like a bit low level depressed anyway mm. um with the self-esteem and everything mm. but i as i say it wasn't until the anxiety struck that i thought mm. oh i i have like uh you know it's kind of severe mm -hmm. you know more, more severe than i'm just mm. like an annoying white person <laughs> you know, um, who who doesn't realize their own privilege or whatever so uh, so yeah and uh, do, you, do you think you still have uh, issues with anxiety or depression um yeah i definitely am like low level anxious and, and mm. that like i move my my hands and mm. oh, i still bite my nails and pick my skin maybe a lot that's like a, that's that. a, the symptom of add well that too that mm. too there's definitely like it's it's all a big venn diagram i don't know what the name is for that type of graph where it like mm. looks like a web and it's a circle um but yeah i think mm. we all you know if you're neurodivergent as they say it mm -hmm. can be a mixture of lots of mm -hmm. different things you know um but yeah i think i think I, I think i will go to a psychiatrist here and s see what mm. they say um but as you say it's like they'll be like so what you know mm. you've got adhd you're 41 like <laughs> shit your life is okay so but, but i think then there's still lots of for example like uh, for me the self-diagnosis uh, is really life-changing like it never mm. come to my mind i have it or i never knew anyone had diagnosed mm. with it but um uh due to some random chance when i talk with ori i think that's one of things put it, this in my mind yeah um he has add and uh, a few other things happened at the same time suddenly one day i was sitting i i it just came to my mind i was like i i need to read a book about the adhd Mm. And then I started to read books and uh, um, the first day I was reading to, to it, like uh, I just couldn't stop. And uh, then I started crying and I was like, this is oh. crazy. I was like, everything makes sense. And uh, uh, since then, like I, my daily life really changed drastically. Like um, I never feel so, so in control of myself. Mm. Like... Uh, uh, for example, like uh, in the past, I have uh, 
why we often like cancel comedy shows? Mm. It's just that day I wake up, I feel like uh, not in great mood, or sometimes I feel a uh, breakdown. Then I just couldn't control myself. I will end up watching lots of video, uh, YouTube videos, smoking weed, lying on my sofa, and feeling really horrible. And when it's uh, evening time, I just couldn't uh, make myself to put on the clothes and go on go yeah. to, go to the comedy club. But uh, now with uh, I know like uh, I have this condition and I adopt. Uh, some of the techniques I can manage in my day and mm. now I have like 10 steps like a routine uh, I wake up and uh, uh, I first the, do the easiest thing, easiest thing which is take my medication and then immediately I do uh, meditate for 10 minutes and then I eat breakfast then the routine builds on itself and uh, each step is uh, a little bit harder Mm. And in between, I put some easy stuff to uh, rewarding stuff to make me like uh, feeling happy and feeling engaged. Mm. And uh, after I done the uh, step ten, uh, normally it's at least already twelve thirty, and uh, I already done really important things like uh, walk my dogs and uh, uh, did exercise. I don't know you have dogs. Yeah, I have two dogs. You don't know? I must have met them. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you yeah. are not a dog person. That's oh, why. but I love dogs. Really? Just because I like cats doesn't mean I also don't like dogs. Oh, I thought that you are a crazy cat lady. Yeah, but I also like dogs. Oh, okay. I like cats more, but I like dogs a lot. Okay. I mean, cool. come on, they're dogs. Okay, you can touch them after. Sweet. <laughs> so uh, now, like uh, with with this routine, ten steps, I just feel even sometimes I wake up not feeling good. Mm. Like uh, as soon as I kick in this routine, like. Uh, it gives me energy slowly, slowly, and it builds momentum. And uh, even I wake up feeling, oh, today will be shit. Uh, like, mm, let's not say it in this way. In the past, I wake up many times. Like, uh, uh, I wake up, then I already know, oh, today is going to be shit. <laughs> but now with this routine, I think my mindset also changed a lot because uh, uh, I know, okay, now I fear shit. I wake up, I fear shit. Mm. But that doesn't mean today will be shit. And I have faith that if I kick in this routine for 10 steps, uh, at the end of the steps, I will feel better. So um, in the past, when I sleep, I very often feel, oh, tomorrow will be bad. And mm. I feel so scared to sleep because I know tomorrow will be really bad. But now it's like when I go to sleep, I feel, okay, I feel bad now. But uh, as long as I go sleep, tomorrow I wake up, it will be a new day, I will do my routine, I will feel better. Mm. So the, the anticipation and the expectation of the day also changed. I think that itself also helps a lot because now I believe uh, it's not random anymore. Like uh, it's not randomly I wake up, feel shit, then I have a shit day. It's, uh, now it's like even I feel shit, I have control, I do my stuff. I can feel good, so I, yeah, I feel really that powerful, yeah. it it can, I feel like I have control, and I feel like um, I'm not uh, like randomly selected uh, by this uh, breakdown, this mood yeah. anymore. Yeah, that's really really interesting because I sort of do feel a little bit like that. Having said that, if I go out climbing, I'll definitely feel better. But yeah. like sometimes I just wake up and I'm in a rotten mood. I can't yeah. speak to my girlfriend. I can't mm. look at her, you know, and, and that's just that. I'm just going to like, today's going to be a TikTok day, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, you'll have to just give me the name of that book because uh -huh. I know, like, a part of me is really scared with something like that because mm. I know that I have a real problem with obligation and routine. Mm -hmm. And there's, there will always be a part of me that will be like, wouldn't it be fun not to do this thing? It probably <laughs> doesn't even work anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Uh -huh. um, so, uh, but yeah, who knows? Maybe you know. Like I know from myself that that you that you change. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your feelings change I, as you get yeah. older. I I think it's 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 great. Like uh, for me, the self diagnosis is really great because uh, uh, it's just my my problem is everywhere. Mm. And uh, now finally, I have a name for it. Then I can search for the solution for mm. it and. Uh, it just fits in together and I feel really uh, empowered, let's say. 
Uh, but I need to go to see a psychiatrist next month to get diagnosed. So yeah, other ADD yeah. people can shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I only know one person that, that is uh, has medication here. I guess you said Ori does too. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean... Oh, they, they are the popular cats because, mm -hmm. <laughs> because uh, people who have ADD medications like uh, target... Uh, 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 let's say people with drug issues would like to be friends with them. Sure, normally. but you would imagine in this country, they're not. Mm. it's not like America where you can just go to seven different doctors. I mean, mm. you're only going to get as much as you need. Mm. And they're going to be very suspicious if suddenly you need a triple order because mm -hmm. you're giving all your friends speed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I, if you have a rotten day now, what do mm. you do? Um, yeah, I just like, I usually just need to go out the house if possible and do something mm -hmm. else um, but sometimes I'll just really lean into it mm -hmm. and just watch some old series in bed like, then how, how did you have the motivation to get out of the house because sometimes this kind of internal battle for me it can like uh, I wake up I say I'm going to get out of the house and the uh, third day I'm still not out of the house yeah I don't know, because it's quite, it's quite claustrophobic, my apartment, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it can be quite depressing in its own way. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, so sometimes it's kind of easy for me to just go, go somewhere mm -hmm. else and do something else. I mean, as I say, if I'm lucky, it's like a climbing day mm -hmm. um, or even like a, a gym day. Um, but yeah, I think it's like you said, it's like I've done it enough times to know that it definitely works. So, mm -hmm. so, um, so yeah, but obviously if, you're, if one is too depressed and too tired in your body, mm -hmm then you can just crawl back into bed. And I don't think that's so bad sometimes. Uh -huh. It's not like we should always be on the go anyway. Sometimes uh -huh. maybe you should be in bed all day and uh -huh. that's okay too. Oh, that is something I also learned. Mm. Um, I, over the years, I realized one, one trigger of my uh, breakdown is always that um, I have a very high expectation for myself. Mm. And uh, when I can perform, like perform duties and responsibilities in, in life, I tend to push myself really, really hard. And uh, at the beginning, I would feel really, really on top of things. And then uh, I feel, oh, I can do so much. And um, after uh, so many years, I realized the pattern that it always begins with this way. Mm. And then it ends up with, I, am break I have breakdown. And I realized it's because I never plan a break in between mm. like when i can do stuff i push myself to the limit until it breaks yeah um i think uh one reason is because i'm bad at playing second is uh, probably add like once you are in a flow it's just very hard to to slow down and uh, also because um like for my background in china we don't have work-life balance like mm. everyone push them until they they break mm. like that that's how it works so this is something I learned in the past, let's say half a year. I realized, oh, I have to, to put the brakes in me. Mm. Uh, and uh, now with my uh, bullet journal method, uh, because I have a more overview of my week. So uh, let's say in the past, one w this week I will like sign up as many comedy shows as possible. Uh, and uh, uh, and the, during that week, sometimes I feel overwhelmed. Mm. But now, uh, before I sign up, I will look at my, my calendar, like bullet journal calendar and to do on each day. I will like, uh, oh, uh, Friday, I already have so much things to do and I have some other obligations, it, like a Thursday, whatever. Then I, I already know how realistic it, it is, how many uh, comedy shows I can put in. Mm. So instead of signing up 15 shows and feeling overwhelmed, I would just say, okay, there are a few days, it's not really possible. Mm. Uh, let's just leave that uh, shows, those shows open and uh, only apply for shows on these three particular days. And uh, now with my, um, I also now um, purposely do a artist date each week. Uh, do you know the concept? Uh, I can assume what it is, but it's I don't really know. Basically, yet. it's just take your inner artist uh, to a date and uh, uh, do something to nourish your your inner child mm. uh, alone each week. 
and uh, it's said it's very good for uh, mental health, also very good for creativity. So I um, purposely do that once a week, and I think that ha- helps a lot. What kind of thing do you do? Uh, like for example, I would go to a museum alone, oh, I or I can go to Tempelhof to uh, just write jokes or look at the people, mm. uh, or I may go to like check out some like a pop up uh, uh, kitchen or mm. just very small things, or go to watch a movie or just stay home, uh, plan a time that I really will will enjoy a very good comedy special. Not because I oh I'm bored uh, after dinner I turn on my TV but I make it like it's something I'm rewarding myself I really want to enjoy the time I think that have helped a lot and another really big change for my mindset is also um, in the past for example uh, on let's say on Sunday I always have like lots of things planned on Sunday and if I don't get that done and uh, end up lying in bed, uh, then I would feel really depressed and mm. uh, lots of self-blame. Uh, but now what I learned is that uh, uh, I realized like white people, <laughs> they, mm. they always talk about oh, having a lazy, cheer Sunday. Yeah. And one day it hits to my mind. I was like, why I have to, uh, mm-hmm. when I lie in bed, why I have to feel depressed? Why I cannot just enjoy it and think it's something I'm treating myself. I want to have a lazy day. I'm treating myself a lazy day. Uh, If I want to rest, I don't have to uh, blame myself and I just enjoy the time. And when this this, um, uh, um, mindset has changed, I think it uh, also makes me way less depressed because I realized in the past when I want to relax, Mm. I feel blame myself, then I end up depressed. So you're all like hashtag lazy Sunday now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I just think, oh, when I want to relax, I let myself relax and I celebrate the fact that I allowed myself mm. uh, to relax. I think that's a big change too. Yeah, that's that's a great thing to recognize, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, or whatever day of the week, because it's funny because like like my friends who work, Obviously, they're off on the weekend, but I almost mm. always teach stand-up comedy at the mm. weekends. So it's like a work day for me. Yeah. But I mean, working two days on and five days off is not really that bad. Yeah. Can't you, you can't complain. <laughs> can't complain yeah. that hard, yeah. But honestly, the idea of having uh, scheduled things to do every day is a bit frightening for me. I think mm. I would have to find maybe something mm. a little bit looser yeah, yeah, yeah. to work with my particular yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, neurodivergency, yeah. should we say. I, I don't have uh, actually a timed schedule. Mm. I just have a routine. It's ten just a routine. Steps. And uh, I take my, my time. <laughs> but uh, you sounds very intimidating, but uh, in, in the 10 steps, the step one is open my door, let my dogs go out to pee downstairs. That's oh, yeah. the step one. So they don't piss on the bed yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah and the step two is to take, take my medication. Yeah. And the step six or seven is to go for a walk uh, with my dog. That's another, that is something I don't do is take my medication. Yeah. I, I, have, I have a separate... Mm-hmm. Um, gut problem mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to take this tablet mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. and when my gut isn't hurting I don't take it but I'm supposed to take it every day mm-hmm. of my life and I don't take it now I, so I had the u- issue uh, also in the past but now like since I built this 10 steps of mm. program I found myself just it's automatic like I after let's say one week I don't need to think about it I wake up I go to my my uh, office I before I realized uh, I'm already taking the pills because mm. like uh, it happens every day. Like it's uh, as soon as I get out of bed, it uh, triggers me to take the mm. pills. So I think uh, I, I read a book about a uh, habit form- formatting. Yeah. I think uh, they, they say like the, the key is not to have uh, willpower, to not use your willpower at all. Mm. Uh, it's just about to uh, design the flow so mm. easy to make you like just just feel like a, just like breeze and you follow it and uh, yeah. Yeah, it happens. I don't know what my problem mm. is sometimes. Okay, so <laughs> uh, uh, at the end of the podcast, do you have uh, something to share or say to our audience who might also have similar problem? Yeah, I mean, uh, of course, it's mm. just a matter of like, don't don't suffer in silence um, if, if you have any kind of problems, especially something like anxiety where 
um, you, you could sometimes feel like if I tell other people it's going to get worse, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but you absolutely should should get help with anything like that, mm -hmm. and um, don't don't take it into your own hands and don't use alcohol as uh, a drug. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, this came to my mind. Uh, how did you realize you have anxiety issue at the beginning? How did you know the the thoughts you have was not a uh, not a I just normal? I just felt different. I mm -hmm. knew there was something going on, and and my my heart rate was my my heart was racing and. Um, and that's all. And I, of course, I've heard about panic attacks. Uh -huh. So I thought this must be a panic attack. Like, okay. Um, I didn't think it was necessarily anything physical, but mm. of course, I started to worry that it was like, uh -huh. oh, is this a stroke or like some <laughs> shit? Like you, you know, you think every single bad thing is going to happen to you at once. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just. Um, uh, I think it's quite a known thing. Um, mm. A panic oh. attack just. Just and with the anxiety, uh, was something you already recognized before you, your panic attack? It's not something I, I really thought about a great deal. Mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, I've always been sort of um, a bit highly strung mm -hmm. and, um, and anxious. And, and how did you know it's uh, anxiety? Um, this might sound stupid, but uh, in my culture, we don't have those terms at yeah, all. Yeah, um, you know, it's a really good question because, mm. um, because yeah, I don't know. I mean, like before in my life, I wouldn't have said that I was specifically anxious um, mm. other than just being a bit highly strung, like British. Kind of, <laughs> you know, like, oh God, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, um, so, yeah, but like when I started to feel so, I can only describe it as feeling so weird, uh -huh. just feeling so weird mm -hmm. that, um, that I thought my head might like turn inside out kind of thing. Um, and maybe having experiences with drugs as well, mm. kind of, um, in a weird way, just helped me to identify mm. it. Didn't, certainly didn't help the situation, probably mm. triggered the whole situation, to be honest. Really? Oh, oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, if you do too many, um, like, amphetamines, things that mm. mess with your head and mess mm. with your heart, mm. then, yeah, you're going to... Uh, you could potentially do yourself harm, harmful damage. What's amphetamine? Um, you know, things that make your heart go, rate go up. It's like a speed? Or? Like speed or ecstasy or okay, anything okay. like that, you know, mm -hmm. just all the usual party drugs, uh -huh. really. Uh, cocaine, of course. Okay. Um, and don't um, do it, audience. Don't that's learn. it. That's yeah. it. I mean, I you know I could never be like just say no, but <laughs> like I would definitely um, have an addictive personality, and mm -hmm. I just I, I went past the point where it was fun for me, mm -hmm. um, and um, I think I've done myself definitely done myself permanent damage, <laughs> <laughs> because my memory is completely like mm. almost like it's just rubbish, so rubbish. Is that why you are not doing stand up? It's one of the reasons. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can't remember mm -hmm. my set or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, but also like I'm just more interested like it's improv makes much more sense to me as well because mm -hmm. like it does help to have a good memory with improv mm -hmm. but you don't need to have a really good mm -hmm. memory. <laughs> okay. So my last question is, ooh, <laughs> uh, what's your favorite uh, comedy special or your favorite uh, comedian? Yeah, my fr I mean this is great on the topic of mental health because Maria Bamford is my favorite mm -hmm. um, comedian and she talks a lot about mental health. She's bipolar. She has both bi bipolar disorder, mm -hmm. and um, she does a lot of specials for that reason where there's no audience at all because mm -hmm. like she she also you know suffers from panic attacks and whatnot. Um, but uh, I th I saw this I saw weaknesses my brand in London and mm -hmm. I laughed so much that mm -hmm. I couldn't stop crying. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, so I would definitely check that out on Netflix. I haven't seen the recorded version, but I'm sure it's like just as awesome. Wow. Weaknesses my brand mm -hmm. um, by Maria Rapp. Maria cool. Bamford came out cool. within the last year, I think. Yeah, yeah if you like uh, comedy and you have uh, mental health issues, mm -hmm. check it out. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Thank you for so much for doing this. Yeah, it was really great. Uh, I've never done anything like this before. I've not really spoken this openly about my mental health issues at all. So it was really interesting. Cool. We need to break the silence. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah, mm. thank you so much. Mm. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to... You've got to recommend me that book. Mm -hmm. Cool. So dear audience, uh, that's it for today. Uh, I hope you stay safe and stay alive. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. -bye. <laughs> Bye.